Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're measuring flicks Welcome back. You're listening to part two of our discussion of 1995's 12 Monkeys with very special guest host Jeffrey Tiberius Morgan. If you missed part one, it is the episode that immediately precedes this one wherever you found this one. So you hop on back in time and check that puppy out now. Without any further ado, enjoy part two. And that's what that is what 12 Monkeys is talking about a lot, too. It's talking about fucking time, even going through time travel and trying to warn people from the past about what's going to happen in the future so we can save ourselves from these obvious things. Well, he's Res- all, he's very clear throughout the movie. He goes, I this has already happened. I can't, well, save, I can't any, save any of you. Nothing yeah. can change. This is more and about he, gathering yeah. information. And-, and he's like, we deserve this. You know what I mean? And he's like, this is what we've earned with the animal cruelty yep. thing. Maybe we and, deserve this future. Sure. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that is what, I, what we're talking about here is we're talking about these movies that are trying to warn us about what's going to happen and what can happen to us and trying to connect us and people just not wanting to hear it. It's all a Christmas carol, man. Fucking yeah, man, it is. <laughs> it starts and ends with a Christmas carol. Well, I'm not, not even joking. No, I, like, I, no I'm with you. shit or fucking you, or now your names on the tombstone, spir- Spirited? Man. Is that the yeah. new uh, Ryan Reynolds? I think and, so, yeah. yeah uh, that was a fun movie. I mean, uh, look, it's going to always peak at Scrooged. <laughs> like Fair. that'll always be my haunting of Ebenezer for me. We, we, can, Fair. See, Fair. Yeah. Fair. we can see her areolas. I like to see her areolas. I like to see. <laughs> don't you like to see her areolas? <laughs> <laughs> but 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 it is. Eighty-year-old grandma died from a heart attack from that trailer. <laughs> but no, right? It, it is true. It's like this. This. Um, that's why we love cinema. That's why we love stories. And it's not about one or video games or yeah. or or conversations around a table with two friends who like to talk about shit. That's you know it, it's all good. It's all you know about connecting and picking at the yeah. edges in a safe way. See, here's totally. what's cool too about like the three of us sitting here at this table is that. You know, if I get off on a thing and I'm like, oh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to give up on all this because I'm going to go Bruce Willis earlier in the movie and say we don't deserve to change and whatever. You guys are there to pull me back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, We're yeah. there to keep each other moving forward. And we can honestly, we can only do that together. <coughs> People can only do that together. Exactly. That's one of the things that we learned uh, like early on was we Carl and I like there's there's literally a solo show is impossible you can't just sit alone in a room and unless, talk about a movie unless it's Carl having sex with 12 monkeys correct right. uh, on onlyfans.com slash quill and film productions um, <laughs> solo Carl 12 monkeys solo Carl 12 monkeys it's on patreon.com slash but like when the when the pandemic first hit and like zoom wasn't really a thing we wanted to keep the show going, and Bird had done podcasts with me before. So there needs to be another person in the chair to commu- to communicate with. And like the other thing we noticed is when you we were doing Zoom episodes, they suck. Mm-hmm. They just do. Like yep. a video- except for that one where Jeff Morgan was. Exactly. On. Other than that, <laughs> like, like, but like even no, yeah, even yeah. you, I'm sure. Like while we were doing that, there's there's like a weird thing that happens when you're not in a room with an- the other person, and what it is is like you. Like you talk over each other more because you can't see the moment when they go uh, or you can't hear them like take the breath in or whatever. The cues are a lot harder to pick up. Yeah. Yeah. So like there is like a weird loss. There's a there's a loss of like cohesion when you remove 
like interpersonal connection. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I love doing three person episodes. Four people, that's too much. You're getting into like it, does sound hard, it yeah. gets fucking buck wild when you add more when you have more than three people. Okay. How are you doing? Good? <clears throat> no, I can feel it starting to like You got the okay, all right. He's gonna have a chest orgasm of mucus. No, that's all right. So when it gets later, the, it starts to get worse. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well. Okay. All right. So let's jump to. We get to see Bruce Willis escape from the mental institution, and then <laughs> when James escapes from the like the solitary mm-hmm. confinement room, I love the doctor's like weird little tongue noise. Oh yes. What yeah, he's the... doing? He has dentures that don't fit. Yeah. My grandpa Hartley used to do that. He had dentures that he would never seal. Mm-hmm. He they're so old. He would just put them in, and he would do that all the time when he was thinking. He'd click his bottom ten dentures up and down. That's what that. That's what he was doing. That was clicking to... was him knocking his dentures up. and I was down. trying to figure out how to do it. I thought it was his lower lip, but yeah, nope. dude. He's he's that rocking his dentures. Sense. Like that shit's fucking really really gross. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Mm. There's just something about it. Just the like. No, it's gross. I can't even. I well, I don't have. Well, you don't have dentures. That's true. That someday, least, someday, you Carl. Cremed in your mouth. Um, the d- I'll crap in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a solo Twelve Monkeys. Well, kind of it vibe. is until the door rings. I guess rings. we need to keep recruit. We need more new content. Um. I love the so the weird like pop into pop in and out of World War One. Yeah. Now yeah. here's the only one of the only times in this movie where I'm like, really? Is when she's looking at the photos. Oh, oh yeah, sure. And she goes like, oh, Wait a minute! God, in him. this photo, it's Cole in the background. Okay, look. If you'd written a book, mm-hmm. right? And you'd spent like years poring over these photographs, you're gonna tell you me you're known. like, who's this weird guy in the stretcher? Them are, right, right. I'm just yeah. gonna cover this. Yeah. I'm just gonna cover this cat up. But like, that's one of the only. But I love the lecture where she's like, she yes. starts going through, and she's like, "Here's a guy in like 250 BC. Yep. Here's a guy at like standing under Jesus Christ's cross. Like, you guys don't understand supercomputers, viruses." Yes. You know that that scene, the flashback with Cole in the picture. It probably it's easy to be critical. What 25 years after the movie came out, but um. But it probably would have been better if if we as the audience just saw like Cole's hand in the edge of the frame and we knew that that was him, but she never caught that. You know what I mean? Well, but it didn't change the. It didn't. Re- I mean, it did. The photo change. is what completely sells her yeah. that he's tr- he's telling the truth because right. she he's like I got shot in the leg and the cops like because he's the law and order cop it's like <laughs> uh hey listen that bullet is 125 years old or like oh no yeah. he's like you know hasn't been fired since <laughs> world war one been in him for a long time that bullet is a world war one bullet and she goes wait a minute i have that photograph of that world war one guy like that's what yeah. sells her she's like it, the bullet it, is it like, does the but but then she has to get some sold kind of again war. on the with the voicemail, voicemail. and mm-hmm. all this stuff too sure. but um but i i hear you you're, but, i feel like given that situation where you're you have to convince yourself that time travel is zero you'd lead, you need one or two pieces of confirming of evidence yes. i think oh totally like, but as as in as she is by the end where she's like well i don't have a job anymore and yep. i'm going to jail she's and- just as crazy of not crazier than yeah when that when that pimp comes in to fucking push her around she's like fully like tilted over into the other side dude that the pimp stuff was wild we get a i'm gonna i'll blow through some notes real quick just so we can get deeper into the flick but like um when willis abducts her from her like 
uh, that speech this evening about the Cassandra complex yeah. and like doomsday mm-hmm. people all throughout history. We get a bitch in Tom Waits song as they drive into the city, and then we get a Gilliam City, which it's almost like he was shooting Brazil and he was like, "All right, make the newspapers current." Yep, and uh, <laughs> like and put some me, modern street signs about. Yeah, pull some yeah. of the ducks down. Yes, like some of the, like the weird heating All the and duct cooling tape ducks. and reflective surfaces we put up. Yeah, but like those down, dude. Not even <laughs> this is like New York. City dirtier than New York City. Like you know, they yeah. always talk about when time when Times Square still had like prostitutes and there yeah. was needles. This is like was... 1968 New York City, but in like 1994. Correct. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. He, he really zoomed her back. But like, there's a there's I wrote down that all of Gilliam's films and this one in particular and Brazil in particular have a textural quality to them not all filmmakers do this a lot of filmmakers will like show you actually um alex proyas is another example of a filmmaker who does but like they'll give you like an image and here's something for you to look at and here's something for you to look at and here's your subject gilliam and proyas will do this thing where they're like here's the world and it's full of shit figure out what's important and then they like sit back in a weird way and gilliam it can sometimes be hard I don't think it's hard. It's hard is the wrong word, but he'll give you so much clutter yeah. that you might miss something important, but that's okay because yes. that's part of the point. Part of the point. That's part of the point. Like the 12 Monkeys graffiti. And but. it feel if when, when Gilliam does set design, it feels like what he, and, and costume design, whatever, he's not really so worried about whether it looks accurate. It's whether it feels accurate. It's he's trying feel. to visually show you what 100%. it feels like. Yeah. So when that. Because he never explains any of it. Right, right. No. It's just this is the world. He gives yeah. you visual context, Correct. but he gives you no answers. Yeah. But this is that thing you were talking about earlier where like he gives you so much, but really what he's secretly doing is he's throwing a lot at you, but he's leaving a lot of space for you to grab everything yeah. that, yes. that you want. Yeah. Like the glue is you. He's like, here's your fucking <laughs> That one might have got on mic. He's like, he's Whoa. like, here's your puzzle pieces, and you're like, fucking great. And he's like, Do you want me to tell you what to What was a date on yours? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your gas station sushi is like for sure. Um You know, yeah. okay, so speaking of misogyny, uh-huh. there's a part in here where like I got real like fucking freaked out where I thought that he was gonna Rape the doctor. Yeah, rape the, Madeline yeah. Stowe in the woods. Yep. Yep. Getting real close to her, and he's like, "I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What yep. are you doing, Cole? What are you doing?" Yep. And then we find out that there was a body found near there. Yeah, <clears throat> raped, mutilated, strangled, yep. and mutilated. And you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, because like it, it kind of really shows you that at, even at this point in the movie. You as you the viewer really are not. No, dude, you're like you're not sure if Cole is from the future. That's Especially, a really good point. Yeah. Cause, like, and it it's it's fucked that it takes like that to make you think that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, the way that Cole acts in that moment is the way that all of the men from her time have acted True. towards her. Yeah. Mm. yeah, he defying him defying those expectations just to like continue his mission. 
I don't know if like morals are a whole lot different in the future, but they sure seem to be here. Right. Because it we've yeah, had our expectations supported. Oh, for sure. Pleasantly. Yes. I didn't I didn't need, you know, like I've forgotten that because I'd seen this movie so many times. Like it was like well, you you mentioned that or you mentioned the um I'm in an insurance line and those were yeah, the first time you see it, you're like, Oh shit, did he kill her? Because yep. you are right. just on this ride and you don't know. And like, you know, they the make you sit in, forever on it yeah, too. The fifteenth time through, I'm just like, Yeah, I know he didn't, you know, whatever. And right. you know, but but, but it, yeah, you do take it for granted that first time. This is my first, yeah, this is like the first time that I've like, you know, I haven't seen it in so long. I sure, don't remember. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, they right. went dark with it. Then, you know, we get the, we get the reveal. He goes to the party. We see Brad Pitt's fabulous fucking long ponytail. And he's mm-hmm. like, I think it's interesting. The implication that something that you say in passing mm-hmm. drugged up to some crazy person. Changed everything. Could change. Yeah. yeah. Like. Destroying yep. the whole the whole world or whatever. Maybe that idea didn't. Maybe that idea got to David Morse through this crazy son who's always hanging around his dad. Like maybe with virus and destroy the world. And David Morse is like, interesting. Let me pocket that one yep. for a, li- a later date. Um, but he disappears again. He goes back to the future. Yep. This is where we get the you fucked up, Bob. Yep. You know, we get yeah. this whole sequence, and they come and pick him up, and. He gets they well he he found out like that this this guy Brad Pitt was the bad guy he is the twelve monkeys you got us all this information the fact that he wakes up looking at a painting, painting? of sunset oh, like hanging yeah. in the ceiling and then they Isn't sing Gilliam's second use of this song I think it's Blueberry Hill yeah it is it oh, is totally Blueberry yeah. Hill. on Blueberry Hill yep. and then dude the best line in this whole movie. I am insane, and you are my insanity. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I love that. It's it's almost slapstick if it w- didn't have to do with the psychological state of a man. Correct. And then it becomes like like a fucking laughing clown horror mm-hmm. where there's it's like a bunch of. Yeah. And I'd like to point out, by the way, that in both realities, he has a group of people sitting at a table across yeah. from him, like telling him what his. Well, what, yeah. yeah, and 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 it's this moment when he is the most successful and he has done the most good and everything like that, that we are the scared, the most scared. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, they're like, you've done great. You know, you deserve happiness and all this. A pardon. They give him a pardon. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have all this stuff. And he's in, and he's like, this is not a great job. Yeah. 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 It's not, it's not what he wanted. You know, it was wrong. Well, and then we get, you can't go back to me back. I fucked it up though. Then he goes, I, well, he's he's like, I could do more. Yeah. I I just want to do my part. part. You're like, you're not, Fucking around with us, are you, Bucko? You know, but like, right? You, you fucked up, Bob. <laughs> this isn't what you want, Bob. Um, Coinstead. <laughs> what did you say? I don't even know what this note means, <laughs> but I love it. Um, oh, I heard she, going steady as called, in like uh, she going called steady. Goins dad. So, oh, yeah. he he's like, listen, I want to go back. I want to get back to normal world because he's thinking of Ogo. Right. He's like, I don't want to fucking like In subjugate the barbarian hordes of Pluto. I want to be back with this. I want to be well. Yep. I no longer want to be mentally divergent. She's I'm gonna- his Ogo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Like the future world where like they're shooting him into like back in time. Time That's That's Ogo. He wants to be back with the pretty psychiatrist who keeps telling him that he's really funk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's trying to get back to like this flawed, fallen 
well, they're both flawed and fallen. But he's sure. trying to get back to like this banal nineteen ninety six suffering yes. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he gets back there, and by the time he gets back, she's already like, "Fuck, he's the legit." Yes. So when they like re meet each other, she's spray painting what like five billion dead. Does yeah. it start here on the side of a wall? And he's like. Hey, it's me. I'm mentally ill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad I found you. I'm crazy. And she's like, you're you're the only salvation yes. for humanity. But you know what? No, sorry. I was just thinking about this. No. That bit at the end where she's like, well, I'm insurance and maybe, you know, or whatever. <laughs> but Cole himself has been like, this has already happened. Mm-hmm. I can't save any of you. So I think Gilliam, even if he had to give us like a little like, she yeah. might be a ray of sunshine. I think Cole throughout the whole movie has kind of given us the true answer, which He's is like, like, no, I can't save any of you. Right. He opens the vial at the fucking airport. Everyone there is dead. Dead. Yeah. That's true, too. Right. He's like, can you smell that? Yeah. Smells like nothing, smells doesn't like nothing. it? Yeah. So he already and infects all, City One. They're all getting on airplanes. Correct. Yeah, yeah so it's already done. Yeah. Yeah. He opened, it's already been done. He yep. opened the vial. The world In a crowded is, airport the world where is over. everyone is going yeah. into different the end of the international world. That's fucked because it really means that the rest of the movie doesn't matter. Correct. That's if dark. If he doesn't open the vial, then we can leave it then open. We could to, have had the but thing. he That's opens the vial, passes it around, You'll he looks up in the air smell. as he knows it's going Going all over everywhere. the place. Doesn't even have a smell. No. Nope. They're all going places. <clears throat> um fuck. So speaking of your that misogyny thing, so when she calls uh, so oh, I keep forgetting her name. Madeline, Madeline Stowe. Stowe calls Goyne's father to basically be like, "Listen, your son Jeffrey is fucking crazy. He's got this thing called the Army of the Twelve Monkeys. He's going to end the world." I know this sounds nuts, but basically, she she calls Goyne's dad and gives him the laydown, the the lowdown, and he goes, basically, you know, oh yeah, our security's um pretty fucking awesome. Thank you for your yeah. concern. <laughs> yeah. Hangs up and he mouths. I love this line. He mouths. Women, yeah, yes. psychiatrists. <laughs> he yes. like yeah. pauses on it. There's you can literally see the ellipse in his in his dialogue, but like it's yeah. that thing. It's, it's that, that he, shit. Well, he like it in a weird way. It's almost like softening the misogyny, where it's not just about the fact that she's a woman, but that she's a woman psychiatrist, right? But in another way, it deepens. Yeah, it's like the, the women misogyny and psychiatrist. I know it's like <laughs> you shouldn't be playing around in a man's field, like God. But what a great line. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. oh God. Um, oh yeah, Christopher Plummer for the five minutes he's in this is so fantastic. Well, it's Christopher Plummer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jeffrey, I know it's you. I can recognize your voice when they're all screaming, screaming. monkey sounds. Yeah. I, I love to imagine that Christopher Plummer was like, I can do one more. Put me back in the black put bag, in the please. Ba- Terry, we're on 34. Could Let's you, try 35. Terry, will you put me back in the black yeah. bag already? Could Damn you it. Smack these, me around a little these, bit more, please. These fellows are quite hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Pitt. An open hand is fine. Put some elbow into yeah. it next time. You I didn't believe it at all. Christopher <laughs> Plummer's game, dude. He's I ready do, to I play. Love it. You know what? This is like that scene in Fight Club where they fucking kidnap it that, that dude what? and they rubber band his Boy, balls. Boy, it is, isn't it? I think the fans are right. I think they are. Right. I think yeah. the I think fans are right. right. I think Fight Club is just a Jeffrey Goins <laughs> sequel. Uh huh. <laughs> um. Let's talk about beating down the pimp because we've just not too much previous to this. We saw Jeffrey murder a guy. Yes, not Jeffrey. We yeah. saw uh, he, he Cole. Two Cole. people. Cole murdered. Wait, before this, one person. so he he kills or he. Oh, right, right. Yep, yep. He stomps the, the, the guy to the, death. Not homeless guys, but in the 
Maybe in the theater in place the theater, where yeah. they, they were threatening rape. He kills two of them. He, yeah. he gets He kills one. the other guy, too? <clears throat> There's two of them. The one is dead on the bags. The other one, he ran his head into the brick wall. Yeah, and they, they confirm it later. The cops uh, yep. say something about it. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I knew he killed one of them because, like, oh, God, James, yeah. you killed him. And that's yep. when he stomps the... one and then Wall smacks yeah. the other one with his head right into the brick. In a very <clears throat> Gilliam kind of fight scene, too. Yeah. It's ugly and stumbly and desperate. Yep. And right. I love it. It's full and, of rage. And yeah. no one looks cool in it, too. No, I think is important because this is a Gilliam trait which is like when violence happens you as a viewer experience that as violence not as like vicarious catharsis you're sitting there like Whoa. And dude, he is too. When when uh, Cole's done killing that guy, he, oh, yeah. and he stands up, he's literally like, it's like that childlike, like, <gasps> yeah. yeah, he's not happy about what's <gasps> happened. Oh, I see his dead people. Yeah, yep. very not John McClane in that movie. No, like great. Carl's right. He's Bruce Willis for like the yeah. first five minutes, and then it's then all the John McClane is out yep. of him. Because dude, when he's like, Some, sometimes I feel like I look back at at uh, at. Um, Bruce Willis's career, and I feel like I, I'm like we I I'm constantly relearning the same lesson where I'm like, oh yeah, but then he did you know Sixth Sense where he was almost not Bruce you know uh, John McClane at all, and then oh yeah he did this, and then oh yeah he did um uh the future movie. Fifth Element. Fifth Element. You know oh what I mean? God. And he's just like he's he, kind of John McClane in the beginning there, of that. But, but yeah, but like, and I'm I, and I feel like I'm always like going like, oh, I've been kind of judgmental of Bruce Willis. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. especially now with the I mean, dealing with. you watch Hudson Hawk, and that's all you need. Yeah, I'd yeah. that's true. <clears throat> I'd I'd watch anything that even things. He sings two songs with Danny Aiello in that. Even fucking when movie. he, <laughs> any time together, I get to see Danny Aiello on stage or on. He sings screen. side by side while they're pulling a bank heist. With you know, even at his most Willisy, there's like there are very few Bruce Willis movies that I've seen that I don't love. Oh yeah, for sure. He's a very like it's well, like it, okay, it's like Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is always Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Yes. But most of the time, he's cast so that what you want is Tom Cruise. Yeah, you don't want anything but that. Yeah, you're like, man, that role would be perfect for Tom Cruise. Oh, they cast Tom yeah. Cruise. Perfect, yes. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's why Ethan Hunt is perfect for Tom Cruise, because he is Ethan Hunt. Yes. Like, actually, I f- yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, okay, you see John McClane, and you're like, damn, that's John McClane. And then you see, like, the fifth element, he wakes up, and he's got a cigarette in his mouth, and he's like, I gotta go drive a cab. And you're like, yeah. it's John McClane yeah. in the future. This yes. is exactly the one. And, or you watch Pulp Fiction, and you're like, it's John McClane as a boxer. And that's, you know, and I guess that's, I guess that's me, my lesson again to myself is, like, you watch Die Hard 1, and he is never... Actually, the tough badass killing a bunch of people. No, he, he fucking isn't. loses his shoes right away. Steps yeah. on glass. His wife is leaving him. He can't get his he's shit together. He's desperate the whole it is fucking the whole time. time. He's funny. He's yep. vulnerable. He's making friends with black people. He's yeah, got, you know doing. You know what I mean? The whole time. But what we remember. Is he's a tough badass yeah. to smoke yep. cigarettes yeah. and kills and, a bunch And it's of... so funny. I mean, we are all guilty. It's now so I have funny. a machine gun. Ho, yeah. ho, ho. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's so but weird how we do that. But he did that for psychological warfare because he's only one person alone in a yeah. building. He needs an edge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He needed an edge. Die Hard but 1 the, but is I'm, one of those sorry. movies. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just going to say, but then, but then that moment when he calls... Um, the dad from Family Matter, or so. Oh yeah, the, the, Carl Winslow. Uh, yes. You know the the, the overweight out. Yeah, who, yeah. Who accidentally um, killed the guy? Al. Had, Al. Al. There we go. Yep. And he has that great scene where Al's confessing to him his deep darkest secrets, and John McClane is basically saying, Whoa, yeah, yes. And John McClane is basically saying, like, I don't think I'm gonna make it through here. Yep. And these two fucking tough men. Yeah. Talking about the worst. You know what I mean? About the worst their like, nights yeah. of their lives. And yeah. here, and and but I think of the movie, and I don't. Yeah. I don't know why we don't internalize that. Yeah. 
Well, no one remembers Bruce Willis crying while he's pulling glass out of his feet yes. and telling Al to tell his wife that John said he's sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Tell her. Right? And, that, and he hell, takes man. that extra moment with him yep. after that line. He goes, tell her. Tell her sorry. Yeah. She's like, you tell her yourself. Yeah. You tell her yourself, buddy. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, it's, it's, we say this on the show sometimes. Like, people who say, like, oh, I want to be John. I wish I was John Wick. Or, like, I wish I was John McClane. No, you remember, you don't. do you think? You remember them killing, like, shooting the machine guns right. through the wall, or like, John, like, you remember John Wick, like, doing a cool jujitsu move and flinging right. a guy through glass. You don't remember, like, John Wick opens with this guy having a giant hole in his life. Right. His wife, his wife dying just of died. cancer. Yeah, his and wife. Then, yeah. And he's like fully traumatized and he's like out of the world. And then everything that happens to him is horrible yeah. and his actions are spurred on by like the fact that he's being like completely persecuted by the right. Russian mafia. And that he's a bad guy. Yeah. You know? He's a villain. It's <laughs> a know? movie yeah. about a villain. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, 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 of course, you know, they do good in those movies where he's a villain fighting other villains and, you know, sure. so it's fine. But yeah, it is. It's, it's, we get this in samurai films all the time. That's so true. Like, like Ronin with, I mean, even in Seven Samurai, there are samurai amongst that group who, like, have, like, shame in their past. And then they, in, you know, it's Kurosawa, so they're always going to, like, there'll be, there's redemption and you're try, weeping yeah. by the end. Yeah, and then there's yeah. a beautiful flower and the flower <laughs> means the soul. And a dog with a hand in its mouth. <laughs> um, no, but it, it is interesting, right? And, and I guess, like, this is a movie that's that plays with those expectations. Like Bruce Willis is not an action star in here. He um, looks fucking rough. He's a so lot rough. of the movie, dude. The drool. drool? Yes, oh my that's so God. funny. Brad Pitt with the contact lens, so his eyes don't line up, and it's yeah. just a, just one of many things you know about him. Um, he, he's just yeah, nothing. No one's sexy. No one's cool. You know what I mean? Even Madeline Stowe um, has a big bloody nose for so much. Yeah. of it. you know what I mean? And yeah, near like, the end yeah. after she gets like yeah, smacked she, by the pimp, and she's yeah. all messed up. Yeah, she's not meant to. I mean, she she's just beautiful as it is. But like you know, she you can't do anything about beautiful people. No, yeah, people. yeah, you just can't. Whatever. You know, even Brad Pitt looks great. You know, with his butt hanging out, jumping around <laughs> on the chairs. But it's true. Um, I'm supposed to act like this. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no, exactly. It's it's just. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe this is a me thing. But it's like it's these constant reminders that we're so often distilling from these things the wrong messages or the wrong memories. Sure, and it's kind of interesting. And in a movie about memory and about holding on to a strong vision of the things you remember it's interesting what we choose to remember and what we don't it's like when do we choose to remember the bad things instead of the good things you know when do we let our memories become tainted by the hardships where we forget the good times like it and it has to be balanced too it always has to be balanced like this movie is a good example but like die hard is a cleaner example so like just for yeah you were talking about with like filmmaker like young filmmakers don't get discouraged but also like one thing that we try and do with some of like the more film schooly episodes of the show is like but also like if you're into making films or you want to get into making films look at these things die hard is a perfect example if you want to make an action movie Watch Die Hard again because you're gonna in your head you want to write an action movie where your hero kicks ass, he's got all his shit together, he knows kung fu. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But watch Die Hard again and realize that your character has his back against the wall before he even enters the yep. building. Yeah, like he is low to start. You yeah, know I mean? like you gotta you gotta stack the deck, and you also like one thing that with both John McClane and Cole is you like rather than you making like a superhuman or a superhero, right. you make a person a human and then you put them through hell and you try and 
I mean, like now, now you just get into like how you like characterize people and stuff. But like Die Hard is such a good example of a yeah. dude at the very his lowest point, mm-hmm. s- barefoot wife left him smoking say like he's at like his the bottom of his game and now he has to take on like 15 terrorists right and, that, and, and to that point too it's only 15 like in our heads we're like oh he killed 200 guys. no you know yeah, like yeah. each guy that he killed was a fucking slog and it almost didn't happen you know it's just, oh, it I know. so difficult yeah that's the other thing too is like one thing we get is we too many bodies dropping too fast with right. CG blood we like I want the John McClane like your hero ends up that's another person dude yeah. I don't care how good you are like most people can put up a decent fight you're not gonna fight 30 people and kill them all and 30 be like, terrorists yeah <laughs> i'm i'm drained like if you kill one of them you're probably at the end of that like oh shit my arm's broken and <laughs> right, like, i'm right. fucking blind in one eye this right. is bad um speaking of uh, hardcore beatdowns, beating the beating down the pimp and then cutting his own teeth yep. out Spitting out the fucking Some grossest up whore in a fucked up dentist. Or fucked up. <laughs> I love that line so much. My boys laughed out loud at that line. It was so surprising. The one that gets me is the one that Carl just said. The next thing we see when they get off the bus and Cole steps out. And uh, she she looks over at Cole and goes, "Try to blend in," and he just spits, spits like <laughs> like a clotted That's not blending in. It's no, like a full mouthful of blood on the sidewalk, and you see the passersby like, "Oh God." <laughs> um, and then that's when she goes and leaves the voicemail. Cole recites it back. We go and watch a movie as they put on. This is like I don't know if Gilliam's like trying to be funny or not, but oh my God, dude, the costume they put Bruce Willis into yes. is so. The shitty stash. <laughs> it's like the literally. wig, the Hawaiian shirt. The it's perfect. It's awesome. It's like Ron Jeremy's yes. mustache. Looks like he's about to shoot a seventies. <laughs> <Yeah. flick. laughs> I mean, we we skipped it over, but they're literally playing Vertigo. They went to yep. go see yeah. Vertigo, but like <laughs> they put the. They put his like John Holmes. <laughs> I don't know why I'm just thinking of seventies porn stars, but like. Well, because it's very that. Yeah. So the, and then like, the, but the hair too. One thing you never expect to see Bruce Willis with is long flowing yeah, hair. Yeah. It's weird. But it, but and again, but and he's giving and she's giving a great performance because it's very motherly, very kind of like caring, and he's like this kind of oblivious, like oh, what, you know, out of it doesn't he's asking you know, her questions. Yeah, and stuff, yeah. yeah. And he's just kind of like yeah. It's it's a very fun surreal scene. It's it's. uh it doesn't. It, it's a lot more emotional than you would expect it to be. A lot more, you know, real. It feels like the last, from the point when they speak the yeah. uh, voicemail, like in tandem, it feels like the end of both of their lives because it, it means that that the future happened, and that means everybody's the, dead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like the movie becomes kind of bleak after that point. Yeah. I was just thinking about his dreams, and I was wondering about this because his dream changes each time we see it. We get closer and closer to the real. Yeah. version of it well i was thinking is it we do but we segue for a little while right because for yep. a while it's jeffrey goins in, <clears throat> in his dream correct and then it's then then he realizes it's david morris yeah. is it that or well it's him they they, they explore expressly sh- or explicitly show it as jeffrey as brad pitt 
in one version yep, of it. Yep, turning back and looking yeah, at yeah, young, and, and, and right, young yeah. Cole. Yeah, then, right. But 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 then the guy who gets shot ultimately is himself. Yes. But what I was thinking was like that's an interesting point. I hadn't thought of that. But like as he moves chronologically through time, closer to the moment that he's dreaming, it gets more accurate. Right, because you're getting toward, closer to the event horizon. What so I was, like, but what I was thinking was he. We see him have these dreams like throughout the events of this film. Now, I don't know, like, how you explain time travel timelines and shit, but, like, what I was thinking was, as he's having these dreams, they're, a, they're almost like a glimpse into the future, like a bit of prescience, mm-hmm. and as he changes some events, the players oh, in that watershed moment change. Shit. I hadn't taken it that way at all. I, I was thinking, like, he's trying the to players piece it to- shift. Yeah. Well, Stephen King in 112263 has this idea of watershed moments. There are moments in history that no matter what, right. they will happen. Right. right. The only mm. thing that changes is like the details, the but pieces. this thing will happen. And that's like a watershed moment, like 911. That's would be really one. fascinating because because I, so. t- I took it every time I've seen it, I've taken it to just be that he's trying to process this dream and now he's got this new bit of information and he thinks he it's puts Jeffrey, it, that's so he how puts that dreams in there work, to try right? and process it. <laughs> sure. But I, no, but I love this other idea and, and neither is Because you also right. can't, sure. yeah. you can't imagine a new face that isn't one that you haven't right. already seen. Right. That's just something we are not capable of doing. It's either some sort of combination of other faces faces yeah. or actual faces that we've known. So in a dream, he has mm-hmm. the information of Brad Pitt. He's never seen himself in the wig right. and in the mustache. Well, what I, and in the, yeah. I don't know. Well, what, no, I was, what I was I thinking see. was he doesn't... Well, I like that idea more though, about the it's shifting fun. of the I was it's, The way that I was thinking about it was he doesn't see Brad Pitt until Brad Pitt has the idea to destroy humanity. He mutters right. it to him in the insane asylum yeah. and then his next dream, Brad Pitt is in that role. Right. He doesn't see her... Uh, Madeline Stowe. Thank you, Madeline Stowe. He doesn't see Madeline Stowe until she's so embroiled in the plot, like she's in yeah. the hotel room, that she would have ended up at that airport. If he'd never gone back and kidnapped her, she wouldn't have she been wouldn't in his her. life enough to right. go back in. But at this point, is his dream telling him essentially that she's become so intrinsically tied up into his timeline that now she's become a part of this event. I don't know, but like mm-hmm. that's how I've mm-hmm. I was like watching it this this last time that I watched it I was like oh, I think I think that how it could play out as things advance toward the moment. I think that this movie takes the viewpoint that what happened has happened and like he's kind of figuring it. I don't think that he's shifting the pieces because I think that it I think it's a movie about the chaos of humanity and us moving towards this inexorable thing. You know, it's, it's about frustration. Right. And I don't think it ever gives him that thing, but I like the theory because it's very interesting to play with. Um, in the same way of us thinking of it as a fight club prequel, but, uh, but, <laughs> but, but it is because you, you do this, the, the movie pre- prequel. I do think the by movie, the time the fight club happens, everyone's dead. Everyone's yeah. dead. Exactly. <laughs> the, uh, the movie does balance on that knife edge of can he fix it or can't, is he crazy or isn't he, can he fix it or can't he? And like, honestly, like, do we deserve to be saved or don't we? Right. I think it, it derives that it hits line you with all a lot the way. of questions. Yeah. It, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's an interesting. I love the thought experiments because that's that's the fun of it. You know, that's Mm -hmm. yeah. Why we're here. (laughs) I mean, we get well, basically we're at the we're at the airport essentially at this point. So like beautifully shot scene. It is. And it's like I love the way that La Jete handles Mm -hmm. the boardwalk rather than the airport. But like. 
I love the 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 handling of this by Gilliam, where he sort of nods in his cinematography. Yeah, like his, his camera angles and his like shot compositions, or his his choice of shots. He kind of references the the end of La Jete. for sure. Long shots down the hallway. Mm-hmm. It all takes place in like this long space. We even kind of get like in the slow motion and in the like the dreamlike sequences. Mm-hmm. We even get some of like the still imagery yep. idea of La Jete. Like yeah. trans translated, mm-hmm. trans mm-hmm. transported, transliterated, time traveled. Um, can you imagine the fucking TSA these days popping that dude's briefcase? Like, fucking seriously, what are those strange vials of things in there? That- I'm like, it's a briefcase full of bombs, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like- hey, open that strange liquid. What do you smell this? Uh, what do you have in Is the case? Is that a fuse? Can I light that to make sure it's safe? Uh, Robert, I've got my Lou lighter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stevens, execute this Here, man. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I got that for you. <laughs> oh my god, dude. They open his briefcase and it's like four <laughs> four it bombs. It looks like a corporation written on the outside yes, of it for Christ's sake. I think and I think for me, at least let's say 13-year-old Jeff when I first saw this, I think the thing that made this movie so deeply rooted in my psyche was the moment when she stop she looks away from Bruce Willis and finds the young him. And the mm. way that they handled that moment is the one that brought this whole made this whole movie matter you know what I mean like it really really was so well done and and the, and she doesn't play you know she's not ignoring him dying but but she's like she puts these things together and in her emotional fugue she looks and she connects with this innocent young boy and do you, you know I was that. wondering do you think that it's just like she's looking around in shock and happens to like see the familiar well, they close eyes up on the, because they him. close up on the eyes and she knows that he was in that airport because he explained he explained this scene to her that's what i was wondering was like we've seen he told her the dream we've come to it so many times you know he dies in her arm is dying in her arms and i was wondering if it was i I didn't know how to read it like she she like oh my god and like looks up and it's like oh my god it's him or if it was like wait he he described this moment Mm -hmm. that means he's here here. yeah and she does have she looks around for him for a while and then sees a little boy it's like that's a little boy about the right age. Yeah. And then it's the eyes how, that confirm. How crazy. Because, like, when you see... You're right. Like, she she sees the eyes mm-hmm. and is like that... Because she was just looking at, into yeah, those exactly. eyes. So, like, that to, that is the ultimate proof that this guy's from the future. Yep. Because there he is as a kid. Right. There She's... What a trippy fucking and, experience! Yeah. You have the same human in two places at once. Yeah, that's as long as they don't touch because they don't <laughs> right. turn to mush. I learned that in Time Cop. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Well, and, and they do a great job. Seventh film, Time Cop. Basically, basically from well, you know, yeah, definitely when his buddy shows up and gives him the gun. From that moment on, we're stumbling towards an end. Oh that yeah, he's trying to understand as it's happening. You know, he's literally figuring shit out as they go, and they're getting harassed by TSA people and stumbling right. through lines and seeing um, the the uh, David Morse's yep. character and recognizing him from pictures and all this different stuff. And it's it's very very well done to have this stumbling inexorability feeling. Still trying to do the right thing, you know what I mean? And then I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, that's it's it's very it's very performance reinforcing, like essentially like the like plot structure. Yeah, that's cool. That's a cool observation. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it's really you know, and La Jete does it too. Yep, sure. But but it's but it's it's very fascinating how they do it, and I and and in the end they land on this where this connection 
where she sees him instead, you know, and it's very, it's very interesting. It would be interesting to like, it, it wouldn't help us, but it'd be interesting to know what the next 10 minutes look like, you know, when she sees him and does she say hi, you know, right. like that's, that's, I think she's being arrested. Yeah. She's going to prison. She's going to jail for some psychological. Yeah. There's a great line. Sick and dies. As do everybody else. Yeah. As does them all. What do they say? Like, because it's a, it was a it was a population of five billion people or five, five billion, people, billion died? people died, and I think there was like at that time there were yeah, about six billion, billion on Earth. Now yeah. there's like almost eight. Yep. That's fucking nuts. Yep. Like twenty. <laughs> I wrote, dude, that, that, what's wrong with me? My one of my first notes is five billion people. Great font. <laughs> Because at the beginning, great font. Great font. <laughs> <laughs> Love the kerning Love on the that. Kerning yeah. and the <laughs> there's a good. There's Is a that good. Aviano Sands. <laughs> well, I gotta oh, download gosh. that template. Has, Note to self. Has anyone watched the TV show Twelve Monkeys? No. I uh, neither have I. One of my five favorite movies. I haven't even sought it out. Yeah, I but think I think because yeah, but there's Ghana, there's like Scream that franchise. Mm-hmm. Great franchise. I've heard, dude. All the Scream movies. I wonder if I'm afraid that Twelve Monkey that it won't be good or Scream TV show fucking sucks. Okay, I think I'm a fan of not TV shows. Sure. Friday, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, killer. Freddy's Nightmares, not so great. Interesting. (laughs) So like, I don't know. TV is not always bad though. No, no, correct. Have you guys seen The Fall? Jillian Anderson. Yes. Oh, dude, that detective show. Holy the new Robocop. Shit. Yes. Yep. So fucking good. It's, That's based on, is that based on, um, I don't know if it's based on anything. Yeah. No, it's very good. Based yeah. on something yeah, someone the, wrote. The Falls Killer. Swedish. There's a great, there's a great French one. I'm, I've been detective stuff lots, but there's one called Le Monte. Oh. Le Monte. Le Monte. It's about a female detective who has to track down a serial killer who uses a similar MO to her mom, a serial killer. She has Ooh. to like go and like pick her mom's brain, and her mom's like all fucking sociopath, and maybe just angling to escape prison. Lamont is fucking yeah. awesome. I'll have to check that out. Um, there's. Let me leave you guys with a yeah. an upbeat yeah. closing, closing quote. It's when he's given the gun by I think it's Ramon. His, yeah. Uh, when yeah, right. Is Ramon right? or Ramirez? Ramon? Ramon. I think it's Ramon. I think it's Ramon. But he's given he's given the gun by like his former buddy from the future. That's the only thing that happens in Gillian movies is occasionally you get these great performances by characters that you can't possibly remember later. Like Ramon <laughs> is really good in <laughs> yeah, those, yeah, yeah. but his back's always to the camera, and then he's got this fake scar thing on his face. You know, I like the right, fake yeah. scar. Yeah, I, I too, thought that was pretty but cool. I'm like, who was that actor? You know what I mean? I would never recognize. I know. Him I didn't even else. put him in the cast because I'm like, I didn't remember him being super important. But now I'm remembering like the guy who played. Bob, I mean, we, we see him for a few minutes in the yep. street, but otherwise he's behind a wall. I fooled him, buddy. His fucking his voice, teeth yeah. are all yeah. missing. Yeah. I fooled him. <laughs> I did. I love when I love later on when Madeline Stowe um, hits up that guy and she's like, I, "Come on, I've, I've got to help you. Like, we're, we have to protect the world from this five billion person destroying like biovirus." And the guy's like, "Listen, lady, yeah, I don't you're crazy. <laughs> I just was looking for change for beer, and you are like messing my whole vibe up." But there's a quote that. Ramon says uh, or that uh, Bruce Willis says to Ramon or Cole says to Ramon God it's late when know, he, it's getting there. yeah when he gives him the gun and he goes it's not even about the virus is it it's about following orders yeah yep so good buy sell consume produce yeah. ba, 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 ba. dude it's like 
And it's right near the end of the movie too, yeah. so you know Gilliam wants to like leave you with the thought, with that, yeah. yep. which is like he's been being sent to the past. He ate a spider. He <laughs> went to a fucking mental institution. Spiders aren't so bad. <laughs> he didn't eat any black mold, but that would have improved his <laughs> worldview. And and the whole time, like maybe it wasn't ever about saving humanity in the future. Oh yeah, maybe no. it was just about showing that you would toe the line. Yep. Well, and, like, that's what, and that's what, yeah, that is what's interesting because I don't feel like this movie is about that. And I do feel, I feel like, I was going to ask you guys, like, and I don't think there's an answer. It's like, what is Cole's lesson in this movie? And it, I don't really, you know, I guess the lesson for him is that he got to have a moment of happiness, some moments of happiness with her yep. on this thing, right? That's, yep. that's I think that's. And that's probably the vibe, the best we can. Yeah, exactly. And, and he maybe, had some maybe, moments of happiness, and that's maybe that's, better than he ever could have done. Yeah, in that cage. Maybe that. It, maybe that's it. Maybe it's like this. Maybe the vibe is um, humanity's whether or not humanity's worth saving. Just enjoy those moments of happiness. Mm-hmm. You I know? think Bob gives us. I mean, uh. <laughs> I think Tyler Durden gives us some of the message, and then I think Bob gives us the other parts when he's like, "How'd you like the past?" Good drugs, yeah. lots of pussy, mm-hmm. and then Tyler Durden, or I mean uh, Jeffrey's talking. Oh about, no, I like you calling him Tyler Durden. So yeah, 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 much better. I was so, not going to correct that. So Tyler's talking about like consumerism and how you know, and even like in some to some extent, Washington's talking about like fantasy realities and like well. If you take the total, like what all these people seem to postulate are the things to aim your life at yeah. is to. Be a productive member of society who buys lots of shit to escape from reality using drugs or focus on carnal pleasures with women. They, even the future asks him if you like got right. into women. Yep. And then LJ Washington is talking about how you can't escape into your mind or your thoughts and you have to live here yeah. on this corporeal plane. And when you take all of the like advice that he's been given about how what it means to live like a normal productive life, mm-hmm. it's just a bag of shit and hell. Yeah. It's like Every every single person in charge, everybody in a not a position of power in this is their whole thing is based on a lie. Christopher Plummer's thing is based on a lie. The the scientists in the future are based on a lie, and you know what I mean. And they're they're pursuing this power, trying to be in control, and and it leads to nothing, right? It's a it's a constant circle of failure. I definitely think that that's a strong message in there. And Cole Brazil to do what they say yeah Brazil is like a hundred percent about. Like the the upper echelon have no fucking idea what they're doing, and they but just they keep doing the thing. They just keep yeah. doing the thing. It's like a and, machine and that you yes. can't and, stop. And everybody else is living their whole life hoping to break through to be in that upper echelon to not know what they're doing. But all the right. paperwork is is right. fixed in <laughs> right. a way that you right. can't. I mentioned Leary earlier, man. It's like tune in, turn on, drop out. Yep. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. But I but I but I love that. Vibe. I do like that message of um he's he's not just saying like well the elite they're in charge and they don't know what we're doing and they have this paperwork to do it. He's say, he's really saying it's not worth it right to get up there. And I think yeah. that's interesting, you know. Yeah, it I th- I think in a lot of ways I don't want to be up there. I just want to like you know the super wealthy film director is telling us it's not worth it to be at the top. <laughs> well, like <laughs> fucker. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not jealous. I wish you're jealous. I just want. I don't even want the money that he has to like buy a house. I just want the money that he had to make a movie. Yeah, like oh, yeah. Right. No, no. Give yeah. me. I don't need the. I don't need the income. I just need the budget. Yes. Give me the budget. I think Give it's me. really funny. Like during <laughs> mashup, I'm like, you know, if I was offered two million dollars to go out and move to California, you're like, you absolutely would. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah 
I absolutely point. would. Definitely one hundred. I came enough... down on your point so <laughs> But I was like, but then six months later, I would have enough money to just come back and hang out with my friends for six months until the next shoot starts. Yeah, so it's like, fair. fine. Yeah. It's fair. Yeah. But then you're living in California. Anyway, look, man, I got I'd no have more notes. Money to live two places. Yeah, <sighs> you know you would. Two million. Well, not 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 in this well, economy. Not two million. Uh, like that's my first movie. That's got to be your down. Yeah, that's a down payment it's on a house a, in this it's economy. It's gonna be a Prometheus production. <laughs> oh, all that's right. That's the uh, that's the uh, you know the thing to fry your brain is you can go to like visit the next Sam Raimi movie and know that the craft services budget it's could fund all three of our movie ideas. <laughs> Seriously. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, domestic violins, uh, boxer eighteen, and uh, whatever you got going on. Like, yeah. The killer uh, death hoof. Killer death hoof. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Is it just called death hoof? Death hoof. I love that. I'll pitch it next. I time. got it one. Fun. Yeah, I got one called Karen that I'm kicking around, which I'm quite interested in. I got one called. Well, I'm not gonna say I just want to cover my friends in blood and uh, piano wire. Oh, we're I can't keep blood out of my scripts because I know yeah. how much fun it is to work with. Yeah. Spraying all over shit. Can't man. wait to finger a chicken breast. You get a camera. It's can't a wait. pork one. Make sure pork we edit it. it just can't wait to finger a chicken and then cut off his line there. <laughs> can't wait to finger a chicken and then it'll cut to like the OnlyFans.com <laughs> spot that will do. That Carl's weird. Man. And Carl's well look, he's he's really hustling his ass <laughs> for some <laughs> bucks for the show, which we appreciate. Yeah. All right. I can. Well, hey man, you guys we talked a lot about a lot of movie stuff. This is gonna be a two part episode for certain. Jeff, thank That's you again right. for these fucking fabulous letters. Yeah, you're I right. cannot wait to put this to use like basically immediately. Next when next you hear us, listener, we will be talking. We're I love that we're, we're not really ending on this one anymore because now it's extended into infinity. <laughs> Jeff, this would be a good time for, us, for you to tell us what is film number five. You kept it secret oh, up until now. Okay. <laughs> Oh yeah, it does. <laughs> I, just, I just I want I like it's a Debbie mo- does doubt. I can't yeah, right. I can't <laughs> even set this up because the more you know, the less you know. Like you just gotta watch it. Okay. Okay. It's free. It's okay. A, it, the only copy I can find of is it this is Butt Boy. No. <laughs> That's film number six. six then, there we for go. Fucking sure. Okay. The only place that I can find this is on YouTube. There's a DVD for sale from New Zealand, but it's the wrong um, region. Okay. For, so we can't even watch it. I have, it. So uh, I watch- have a region free player, so I can bring it Oh, that. there you go. Yeah. Okay. But, but you're basically going to watch the 320p resolution version of Tungan Ninja. How T- do I spell it? T O N G A N Ninja. Tungan Ninja. Tungan Ninja. And I will just give you the premise that at the beginning, these two young men, one is a native New Zealander from a Tungan tribe, and the other one is his evil white stepbrother. They go on a plane, and the evil white stepbrother it's messes up the plane, and they crash in Japan and are raised to be ninjas. And the, that is just the fucking start of the movie. Um, oh, Jermaine uh, Clement, who uh, Flight of the yes, Conqueror. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. This is him. This is like his pre all that shit movie. Like he wrote this. It's basically <laughs> his like buddy cop ninja movie. Fucking, that's you just you just gotta experience I'm it. So fucking it yeah, is. Like you might. You're gonna love. It. I'm sorry, man. You might like be locked into the show for a bit. <laughs> like we're gonna do Tonga Ninja. Yep. We're gonna next week. We'll be talking about Metropolis. Yes. yes. Fucking f- Fritz Lang's so excited. I'm because I haven't seen it. Neither have I. So I'm, excited. We're all going in blind. All going in cold. I'm so. This excited. is one of the holy grails of yep. cinema, guys. This yep. is the deal. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I hope it's great. 
Yeah. Or how could it not be? It's German expression. I accidentally stumbled across the trailer because I think Google's been listening to me talk. Sure. And and the trailer started to autoplay, and I was like fucking blown away by the trailer. I had to turn it off. Dude. I wasn't expecting that. I'm so ready. For all listeners who want to watch and get in on this, it is on the Criterion channel. If you can watch it that way, watch it that way. But it's it's also, and if you don't have it, it is. uh, It's free all over the place. Yeah, it's all over the time. Actually, it's on YouTube. The Criterion version's on YouTube. Hell yeah! No, you know, no do your thing. And, if you and can then, avoid paying the sure. subscription and then it's fee, definitely yeah. on like Prime or, or mm-hmm. Netflix sure. or something too. So you know, yeah. yeah. And this is one of those movies that famously has like a re- like a real missing from it, right? Oh, it might be. Yeah, so I shouldn't say anymore. We should just watch yeah, it and yeah, take it. Yeah. But I think I think Metropolis famously has yeah. like a full missing reel, and they even play like the real missing yes. chunk during the movie. To I am you know. not. I'm not reading anything about it. I'm not until doing after. It until afterwards. I'm yeah, definitely yeah. doing yeah. like just a, that's, see it. That's yeah. how I roll as it exists. Yeah. And this, so we're doing we're doing Metropolis. We're doing Tungen Ninja as number five. I'm literally gonna make you guys. If you have to be in for one more now, because you made us watch a movie, we're gonna watch Butt Boy <laughs> but- for six. It's called Butt Boy. We should maybe watch that one together. <laughs> maybe. Sure, sit and spin for yeah. Butt Boy. For literally Butt Boy. And then we are de- we definitely have to get the Halloween special going yeah. for The Crow. Yeah. God, Jeff, literally every time you come on the show, I just we I always sign us off with just a fucking smile. Dude, I so enjoy having having like passionate movie people Absolutely. come over it's and so hang fun. out. No, I appreciate it, guys. It's it's a joy. I I Look forward to this so much, and uh, my wife is happy to get me out of the house yes. and then have me come back smiling. She's been texting us. She's like, "You guys have to stop canceling." Yep. Jeff's been in the house too <laughs> right. much. She's like, starting to get a complex. Yep, he has no friends other than you guys. He's Please. been in the basement Let him for out of the basement. weeks. We, you gotta get him. Well, some Well, things exercise. are getting a little more clear on my end, so we should be able to. Uh, yeah, yeah, going forward. So, um, thank you all so much for listening once again. If you like what you heard, head on over to Patreon.com/slash Quillenfilm. Q U I L L A N-D-F-I-L-M. I will butcher your name and you can mm-hmm. request movies. Speaking of movie requests, Cassandra, I forgot to shout you out at the top of the show, girl. I am so sorry. We do have an official new patron. Cassandra uh, of Cassandra Explains It All is officially supporting our podcast. Yeah. Cassandra Explains It All. Listen to her. You're going to have a ball. If you love her, you will fall into her eyes. Yeah. Damn, Jeff. I'm, I don't, that's what she needed. She gets the, yeah. Dude, hell yeah. So, she it was the whole reason we did Ryan Gosling month and we are going to have her on as a special guest Ooh. for the final Gosling flick Half Nelson. Mm-hmm. Jeff if you haven't seen mm-hmm. it. I've seen yeah. Man oh man so, that is a, a warming flick. Yeah, you yeah. guys watch the miserable <laughs> ones. I come in with just the sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> sci-fi and samurais and then we're like, "All right, well back to our show." Sci-fi Carl. and samurais. Dude, what that's a not a bad name. that's not a bad month. Man, it's so, after 10. I, I still got to tug 12 monkeys. Carl, once we <laughs> once we get back to our regular programming, we're going to be doing um Requiem for a Dream. Perfect. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got we got fun stuff, but it's too late. It's very late. I need to go and uh, smoke weed with Jeff's new Zippo. Woo! Carl has to go tug twelve monkeys, and Jeff has to get back in the basement for his cobweb <laughs> dinner. I have to go edit cancer survivor videos. <laughs> wow. Yep. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>